This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Laguna Talk, back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Hope you're doing good, hope you're well. Good morning everybody in the chat box joining us as always every single day, 8am UK time. Good morning to Matt, Stevie, Jose in the chat box, Paul, Jack Sparrow, um, Adam, we've got Daniel in the chat, we've got Napa Fire, we've got uh, Carl. Uh, who else we've got? Rahul, Adil, Pranjal. We've got Anthony, Trevor. Good morning to so many of you. Sorry, I can't say good morning to all of you. As always, there is so many. Thank you, as per, for turning up. And uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already. Uh, we kick off, as per, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, there was an Arsenal Agenda show yesterday. There should be more shows for you coming out over the course of the weekend, a reaction to the Nottingham Forest game tomorrow as well. So you'll have that ready in your sub boxes to make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Uh, we start, though, today with uh, not this, because I've already told you about that. Uh, we start instead with uh, the news from the Emirates is that there is expected to be a number of positive Arsenal cases this weekend, which is a concern. Uh, Mikel Arteta spoke in yesterday's press conference about the possibility of us being very, very short uh, and talking specifically about the number of players that we can expect to see uh, kind of, you know, out. And he says it's from COVID and injuries as well. I cannot say anything else because obviously I don't want to give anything away, as you can imagine. Tomorrow we will know more. We are really short in numbers, but we want to play and that's how we are approaching every game. We will do everything to plan for the game and we're going to expect them to play on Sunday. It is not surprising that this is the case because, you know, Mikel Arteta had it and a number of the players had it and it is just going to go through the squad gradually. Unfortunately, that's just the way that things are. But the more that they people have it, the more that they get over it, the less likely it is that they'll have it in the near future, at least um, 
but I'm no expert. So obviously, we're fingers crossed, hoping that there is as few cases as feasibly possible. The other big news uh, was the No More Red campaign, which dropped yesterday, which was a fantastic uh, initiative trying to raise awareness of knife crime in London. Uh, and of course, Arsenal will play their game tomorrow against Nottingham Forest in all white kits, which, you know, previously I saw a lot of people, I, I sadly saw a lot of people still making the Spurs comparisons just because we're playing in white, which I found ridiculous. It's for a very, very good cause. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing us play in this kit. And I think it's a great initiative that is going out and they're going to be giving these kits, Not they're not for sale. They're going to be giving these kits to people that have earned them through good work in the community. So uh, look forward to uh, covering that and seeing that in tomorrow's game. Let's, however, move on to the main lines of the day. And we start by talking about Hyun Son, who is going to be injured for the North London derby, which is great news for Arsenal. It doesn't give Arsenal too many excuses, however, when it will come to the North London derby. In fact, that's pretty much, you know, I'd say about 40% of their the quality in their squad gone. The other 40% being uh, Harry Kane and the rest uh, being the rest of their side. He is a huge, huge loss to them. And he is going to be missing for games against Arsenal, against Chelsea. Uh, and I think against, uh, is it against Manchester United or someone else that's very, very decent as well this month that they have to play against. So that's uh, that's good news for Arsenal. Anyway, uh, Arsenal transfer news. We kick off by talking about Cedric because Atletico Madrid have proposed a loan with an option to buy a deal to Arsenal. It is a deal that Arsenal are said to be considering. Uh, this obviously is a replacement for Kieran Trippier, who moved to Newcastle and was officially announced yesterday, I believe. But Cedric could leave the club. For me, I would absolutely do this. Uh, Arsenal have, uh, I mean, so far this season, we've got Tommy Asu, We've got Chambers, Ben White can play there. We've even got a very good youngster called Zach Swanson who can play there. And Alabiosu, if we want to go to our wing-back formation. We've got players coming in next summer. Saliva's coming back. And we talked about Clive. We talked with Clive yesterday on our show talking through all of Arsenal's transfer targets. And he raised a really good point about William Saliba um, being able to play at right-back because he's played at right-back for Marseille this season as well. So I thought that was a really good point. And our right-back tends to be that disciplined kind of player so I for one was definitely in agreement with that it's definitely inspired me to write a bit about that today as well so Saliba coming back means that we've got uh, an option at right back if we don't want to sign anyone else as well so that's also really positive Cedric though get rid uh just don't need him in the team just do not need him in the team at all so I would move him on uh quite comfortably uh, now, Patrick Vieira has been speaking in response to a question about Eddie and Ketia in his press conference. He says the two names and Ketia and Aaron Ramsey you mentioned are good players. There's no doubt about it. But at the moment, we are focusing on the game tomorrow and about how we can go through to the next round. Interesting. Uh, speaking about specifically the players that we was asked about, which was Nketiah and uh, Ramsey. So, I mean, there you go. Why don't you say about Willian in the chat? Will <laughs> Willian is arguably the worst signing, yes, uh, but Cedric is pretty darn close. Um, but no, Nketiah, I think Nketiah is a player that we're going to see move on this January. Uh, and Arsenal are going to try and cash in. I think that's especially the reason why we're going so hard for a striker is because we know we're going to be left pretty darn short. We're going to come on to the chat about a striker in a second. Nketiah, if we can get any money for him this winter, will obviously be a big plus to how much we can spend and in turn, you know, what we're able to do this winter and maybe in the summer 
as well. Now, Mikel Arteta, of course, had his press conference yesterday and he spoke about the need to move in the market specifically. He said, we are very, very short at the moment. But to be fair, on a player, this cannot be the only argument to try and keep a player and a player who has been developed and raised through the R Academy and a player that has been patient in many moments to try and fulfil his dream. That's talking about Ainsley Maitland-Niles and how, you know, despite the fact that we're now left very short with him going, he felt that the, the club has made the right decision for the player and considering kind of what he's paid back to the, the kind of played back to the club, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, by being available, by sticking with us, but he wasn't getting the chances. And so he's been, you know, able to move on. But it does mean that we seemingly will move. Arteta says, he was very straight with me and I understood the situation. And for him, it's a good option. So obviously we are going to move and we are going to look for options because we are very short. I don't think that that move will be for Bruno Gimaraes, despite my absolute want and desire to see Bruno Gimaraes uh, in the club. I, I don't think it's going to be him. My expectation is that Arsenal are going to go very heavy for the striker in January. And then what you'll see in midfield is probably either a loan arrival, as I've predicted for a number of months, or maybe a smaller um, figure around a player like a Matthias Fanberg, who's available for kind of 15 million euros, a player like that. I think that's probably what we'll end up seeing. I don't think it's going to be Gimaraes. I think there's a really big possibility that we could sign the Brazilian in the summer, but I don't think that we're going to sign him this January. I think it'll be a big striker, and I think that it's going to be a either a loan or a less expensive central midfielder to provide us with some cover until the end of the season. But I don't think it'll be Bruno, but I do think they'll still go for Bruno in the summer. Um, moving on to our next story and our final story of the day, and that is Dusan Vlaovic. Uh, I wrote a piece on this yesterday with this thumbnail, which, you know, as thumbnails go, I'm, this is probably the most proud of the article ones I've made so far. If you wondered who makes the Arsenal Ways article thumbnails for my articles, it's all me. <laughs> and I spent a ridiculous amount of time trying to find a picture where they both <laughs> try to fit together with a handshake. I think it looks pretty good, to be fair. But uh, I think this is a deal that is growing increasingly likely. I'm actually getting weirdly excited about this one. Uh, in a, I never thought this would be possible. Um, and I don't want to get your hopes up um, because obviously things can change. And, you know, there's a situation with the, the agents and the representatives and Fiorentina. But all of the noises that you keep seeing and hearing and the amount of noises that there are really do show that Arsenal are pushing hard for this deal. And later on today, I'm going to be having a chat live on the channel with Ben Jacobs, who has done a lot of the reporting. You've probably seen him across your Twitter feeds being retweeted by a number of big Arsenal accounts. Uh, he's been breaking a lot of the information recently about uh, Vlaovic. So Ben is going to be live on the channel with me this afternoon, probably around 5.30 UK time. Fingers crossed everything goes ahead. Um, so do join us then. Uh, and I'll be asking Ben a lot of questions, including um, whether or not he as a player wants to join. That's something that I'm very interested in because a lot of us have been kind of put off, including me, because of the way in which the Vlaovic representatives and the Vlaovic camp have been kind of reacting to this and being very hesitant and resistant to the idea of him coming to Arsenal. So I want to ask the question about the player. I want to know about the player's view. Um, so that's something I'm going to be asking this evening. 
So make sure you tune in for all of that information. Regarding what Mikel Arteta has spoken about, this has now recently come out with some later comments about Vlaovic. Mikel Arteta says, Edu and his team are working very hard as we know exactly what we need to do. Whether we can accomplish that in January or the summer is a very different question as it is related to other stuff. If it is the right player and we can afford it and we can do what we want to do, we will discuss it and make the best possible decision. We are open. Now, this was uh, this was uh, Arteta's answer to a question specifically about Vlaovic. Now, what happens in press conferences is some of the press conferences obviously shown live, and then another part of the press conference is not. Uh, and that's embargoed for a little bit later on in the evening. And a little bit later on in the evening, uh, the second part of the press conference came out in which this question was asked. So this is the answer to that question that you would not have seen if you tuned in for the live thing. You can go watch back his embargoed part of the press conference, I believe, on the Arsenal way now, because obviously it's reached that point in time where you can you can access the info. So this was a really interesting answer that we'd not yet heard from the live uh, screening of the press conference. And he spoke about Vlaovic and he was asked specifically about Vlaovic. And this was the answer. And it it gives me it gives me hope uh, that this is something that you know can happen. And despite my own reluctance, which I think is a personal barrier that I've got to kind of get over with the whole Vlaovic and the way in which things have gone down. He is still a very, very good player. And speaking to Clive yesterday certainly helped me get over kind of a lot of the, um, what's the right word? Doubts that I had. And Clive, and if you haven't watched my conversation with Clive yesterday, please do, really did go into fine detail for a good 15 minutes or so about the player, about how good he is, about what it would do to our team, how it would change the system, how his role would be important for the side, what it could do for us going towards the Champions League. He, did, he explained it fantastically. So if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It's a really good conversation. And I certainly, for one, am getting over now these concerns, if you like, that I had about the player, which is, you know, positive. It's great. Anyway, that does complete all of the news for today, which means that we're going to be moving on to your questions in the chat box. So if you do have any questions, please do throw them in and we will do our absolute best to answer them. Okay, Bro Pro says, when is, the, when is the next game, Tom? I'm deprived of the Arteta ball. You don't have to wait long, mate, because the next game is tomorrow. Arsenal will be playing uh, Nottingham Forest. I won't be going anymore. I cancelled my trip because I just I couldn't risk it. Uh, I couldn't commit to the, the, the money of going. Uh, I would have been going up early today as well, so it could have been postponed in the afternoon if something ridiculous happened. Couldn't commit to it, so unfortunately I won't be there. I'll be watching it, though, and hopefully doing a show tomorrow afternoon slash evening on the channel about it, so make sure that you're tuning in after that. There is an expectation that Charlie Patino, that Salah Adin will both be involved in the game in some way, shape or form, so make sure that you tune in tomorrow to watch some youth uh, on the field. We don't know exactly who is going to be out, who's not going to be available because of COVID. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's go to Anz, who says, if we don't go for Bruno this month, what is your view of a Vijnaldum loan option? Very good. I think that would be a very smart piece of business. If we got Vlaovic and Vijnaldum in January, that's a huge amount of quality that we've just added to the team. Dirk says, if it's out of Bruno and Vlaovic right now, I think Vlaovic increases our chances of top four this season. Hopefully we get Bruno in the summer, though. What a player. I do tend to agree with you. Vishal says, loved your talk with Clive yesterday. In theory, Tottenham could still go for Vlaovic in the summer if Kane goes to United. What are your thoughts? They absolutely could. So it's another reason why Arsenal need to go out and get this deal done if they can, because it would stop 
some of our rivals from getting him. Matt Jesus, if Aubameyang never played for us again, what grade would you give his Arsenal career? Probably a seven. Uh, I think a seven. I don't think he... I, I don't think I can really complain about a lot of the goals that he scored. Obviously, he did well winning us the FA Cup. The end of his time at Arsenal has been pretty poor. Um, and he never he never got us into the top four again. So it's between a six and a seven, to be honest, for Aubameyang's career. Uh, Chris says, it looks like it will be Vlaovic or no striker in January. They are going all in the same as they did with Ramsdale, White, Odegaard, and unfortunately, Locatelli. Yeah, well, hopefully, Chris, it's not a repeat of the Locatelli situation because that would be us wasting a lot of time on someone that was never going to come. So I really do hopefully, re- I hope they realise that they need to get a move on, they need to get clarity on the situation and whether or not it's possible. And if it isn't, move on to someone else. Saram says, opinions on Frankie de Jong being on the transfer list, also Martial. Look, Frankie de Jong's a brilliant player. Martial, I have a lot of doubts about. Um, but Frankie de Jong, if you said we were signing him, I'd be very, very happy with that. AJ Guna says, hi, Tom. If we do indeed sign Vlaovic, do you think it's a statement signing for the rest of the... Absolutely, AJ. It's absolutely... I mean, the league would be concerned. Man United, Spurs, both two teams looking to chase top four with us would be worried about us signing a big striker like that. Ahmad Deep says, probably in the minority, but do you think Vlaovic is the right striker for us considering our best football has come with a deep dropping striker? Really good point, and it's something that I asked Clive on yesterday's show, Amandeep, so do go listen to his explanation because he explains it perfectly. Why still? Because even though he's a different type of striker to Lacazette, what would then happen with our team and how we would still improve? So it's all there's all the timestamps are in there, so do go and give that a check. Uh, Adnan says, hey, Tom, Arsenal would need one goalkeeper, two strikers, two centre midfielders, one right back and one left centre back now or in the summer. After all, outs and loans as to even register a squad as after departures, we are shorthanded in the squads. It's something I plan on doing is kind of at the start of the summer window is seeing where the squad is, doing a video on the outs and possible ins and and what we need. But I do agree that's right now probably the players and positions that we're looking for and what we're trying to sign. Do remember that Saliba can also play left centre-back, so there's that option as well. Reese says, if you had to give a rating on how likely Valvich to Arsenal is, I'd give it a six right now. I was at about a three or a four. So that kind of tells you where I'm at now. It's a decent step up. Some people might say a lot more than that. I'd say a six, 60% chance. I'm more optimistic than I am pessimistic now about a deal, which is positive uh, if you want to answer. But that doesn't mean anything. That's just my feeling. Edwin says, Tom, in all honesty, can you actually see us spending that amount of money? Yes, I can. I I absolutely can. Um, and also, would be uh, would we be would he be up to the pace of the Premier League? There's only one way to find out. You can ask that about any player. Would they be up to the pace of the Premier League? You only know when they join. They're going to need some time to uh, kind of Im- embed themselves in the team. And do you know what? Signing him now gives him that six months. It may not be a time that gets us to the Champions League, which sucks. But to be honest, all of us were kind of hoping that the you know top six was the minimum expectation for most people. I feel. And then next season, you've got a Vlaovic that could really push us, push us forward. So we'll have to wait and see. But I do think we can spend crazy money. I absolutely do think we have the capacity to. Naresh says, hi, Tom. Joining live after November from India. Uh, will we sign Vlaovic in January? Gigi on loan would be a great move. What are your comments? Right back options for coverage. We need to finish in the top four. Uh, I think we can sign Vlaovic, yes. I think Gigi on loan would be, uh, or Gini Wijnaldum on loan would be a really good move. Uh, and right-back options, I think we're fine, even if we were to get rid of Cedric. I think we've got enough cover. 
But obviously things can change very quickly. But I think we have enough cover that we don't need to panic if we get rid of Cedric. Uh, Tired Gunasaurus says, do you think it was COVID, Arteta system or contract that has caused Aubameyang's form to dip? Um, it's a good question. The answer is to why. I don't think it's Arteta's system. I don't think it was illness. I just think he's out of form. I don't know. I can't say for a fact it was the contract, but we've now had two players sign mega deals that have both now really kind of dipped uh, in form. So I can't tell you that categorically it was that. I just think he's, I just kind of think naturally he's 32 now and his form is dropping. So there you go. Uh, Noeke says, Juve has been linked with Skamaka. Uh, it means that the threat of him preferring Juve is gone. I don't think it's gone. Juve are being linked with him because Juve at the moment are in a very difficult situation for their European hopes. I mean, I haven't checked the Serie A table in a while, but I still don't think it's going amazingly well. Uh, Juventus are currently fifth. Uh, to be fair, they're only three points off fourth, but Atalanta do have a game in hand there is a chance that they finish outside of that uh, top four. The f- problem is, is that Vlaovic is Fiorentina sits sixth, a game in hand behind Juventus, um, and just six points off the top four. Fiorentina getting back into Europe is huge for them, and losing Vlaovic in this month would be really, really damaging for their hopes of getting back into European football. And Vlaovic himself wants to help them get back into Europe. So that is a bit of a barrier. Um but if the deal is good enough, Arsenal hopefully can get something done. Um, Dave Lincoln says, if money wasn't an option, do you think Declan Rice would be the ideal midfielder for us? Uh, I think if it wasn't an option, uh, Declan Rice would be a good signing. I still have my own doubts about him and whether or not he would be able to translate his good play from West Ham to another team. And actually, I saw a really good point uh, made by a, a colleague of mine. I think Don Fowler, who's one of our Man City writers, made this point, is that actually... Declan Rice's all-round game has improved a lot, but actually that's made him less specialised as kind of a deep defensive midfielder. So I'm not sure if he actually would be the right player for Arsenal because his his kind of play has changed. Alfred says, could Vlaovic drop a flop like Pepe? Should we wait till the summer for an Ollie Watkins or a Calvert-Lewin? Any player can flop Alfred. uh, It's not a reason why you don't buy someone because of the potential for them to flop because any, any deal is a risk. Any deal whatsoever. Let's scroll down to the bottom of the chat box. I feel like I'm missing some uh, some stuff. Chetpert says, why all the talk about Bruno? Hasn't he dropped of late? No. I, I don't know why you would think that. Leon have dropped. Bruno hasn't dropped. So, no. Uh, Dan says, Tom, do you think this is the Josh era now? Taking the reins from Stan. I don't remember this sort of enthusiasm in transfer windows in recent history. I'm not sure if it's Josh. I'm not sure if it's that. I'm not sure what it is. There is the theory that obviously Arsenal are now fully owned by the Cronkies. So we have, they have more control that we could do stuff now that they they couldn't do when they weren't full owners of the club. I also think that Arteta and Edu are very, very ambitious with what they want to do with this team and that they are looking to sign players where possible and take this team to the next level. So, you know, for everyone that wanted Edu gone, I still can't believe that was the case because he is a very ambitious technical director and he and Arteta are wanting to really change things about the team. Tarun, thank you so much for the donation, mate. Uh, I look at our squad and see a squad of 13 to 15 players considering outgoings in the summer. Our summer strategy has to be about depth, except at left-back and centre-back. You're absolutely spot on. If we can sign a transformative figure in January like a Vlaovic, 
it would take all the pressure off the summer window where the summer could then be focused on adding those depth positions. So you're right back, possibly a centre-back, maybe a midfielder, depending on the midfielder that we sign in January. The midfielder would probably be the marquee signing of the summer, be it a Gimaraish or someone like that. And Clive brought up a really good point on the, sh on the show yesterday amongst uh, many, many good points, um, that actually a wide player, a wide forward that has the capacity to play striker if we needed them to, would actually be a smarter option and give you better depth for Saka. And then you can move on Pepe and go for someone else. Um, JDB says, watch your show daily, Tom, from PT. I don't know what PT is. Um, you'll have to tell me. I don't know. I, I, PT, I'm assuming, is a, an emoji that doesn't come up on my screen. <laughs> and I love your positive standpoints towards the club and so on. But it just boggles me a bit how you react to Cedric and Renato, who aren't as bad as you think. People have opinions, JDB. People just kind of watch football in different ways. So, I'm just not a fan of Renato Sanchez, because, not because of his ability. I don't think he's a bad player. I don't think I've ever said he's a bad player. I just don't trust his injuries. His injury record is far, far, far too bad. Maybe PT's Portugal. Actually, that might make sense. <laughs> um, Cedric, though, I'm just not a fan. It's not to do with the fact they're Portuguese. Arsenal have had Portuguese players in the past, and, you know, it's, it's nothing to do with the nationality because that would be very xenophobic, of which I certainly am not. Um, but Renato, it's with his injuries. And Cedric, I just don't think he's good enough, um, to be honest. So that's that's the reason for that. Apologies that you think it was because if it was to do with that, because it certainly wasn't. Um, yeah, Portugal. Thank you, guys, in the chat box. Clearly was Portugal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the reason. Uh, Adil says, why do you think uh, there is a dip in popularity of Serie A teams uh, with Premier League clubs? Serie A teams, I mean, it's not a dip. I don't think it's because there's a dip. I think there's people, the people, players in Italy, Italian players in particular, like German players as well, don't tend to leave their home leagues. It's not a regular thing. If you think about the number of Italian players in English football, it's not a lot. You think about the number of Italian players in European football outside of Italy, it's not a lot. It's, it's very rare. It's quite similar to German footballers and it's quite similar to English footballers, although the English football side of things is changing a lot. But you don't tend to see it as much. Um, and I don't know why. It just, I don't know why. I can't put a reason to it. It's just those players don't typically tend to leave their home nation because I think there's uh, kind of always those, I suppose there's a, an ambition to play for the Juves, the Milans, the Winters, your Bayern Munich, the Dortmunds of this world. I think maybe there's a, an ambition for those home players to play for the biggest clubs in their home nation. So that's possibly a big part of it. Uh, Jay says, what do you think of Adam Hlozhek as a wide option for the summer? I haven't checked in on Adam Hlozhek in quite a while. I know he plays at Sparta um, and we did a tactical breakdown on him in a while ago. Um, winger, young, 19 years of age, £17 million on transfer mark shows you how highly rated he is. Uh, five goals, 11 assists. I mean, absolutely, if there's a chance to go and sign someone that good, uh, I would. <laughs> Adam Hlozhek looks a brilliant player. Um, and we, when we covered him, I think it was in 2020, we did a show on him. He looked great then. And that was, you know, that was less than, I think that was when he was 17. So he's come on leaps and bounds since then. Um, let's go to Adnan, who says, Tom, we should sign a destroyer like a Casemiro to dominate midfield and maybe Hector can come back and be a backup right back. 
I watched him in La Liga and he was again looking to get back into his prime. I think Bellerin's future is going to be away from Arsenal. I think he's going to want to play week in, week out to get into that Spanish national team. And I think what this loan is, it's a good chance for Arsenal to make some money. Hopefully we can sell Bellerin off the back of this season for a very decent, pretty penny. That would be quite nice. I agree with you about the destroyer midfield, but I think that a Bruno Guimaraes is exactly that type of midfielder. Really solid, good tackler, good passer, very combative, very commanding. I think that's what he is. Um, I see a lot of people talking about Xhaka and Vlaovic in the changing room. I really, I find it very frustrating when people generalise nationalities just because two people are from two different nations. Doesn't mean we have to bring politics into it. I think that it's a really lazy criticism. It's a really lazy generalisation and it's a very lazy way of looking at a person. Um, it's ridiculous um, to talk about a possible changing room issue just because of the two nationalities of where people come from. Just because one person's from one country, it does not define their personality. So it's really quite xenophobic. So if people are really talking about that, I really would take a look at yourself because I don't think that's appropriate at all, to be honest. Uh, Christian says, hi, Tom. What do you think we will do with Saliba next season? He is currently in the Liga team of the season. How can we use him in a way that we won't lose him? Um, I think, and again, I refer you back to yesterday's show with Clive, something else that we talked about, that Saliba's versatility is going to come into the come into things really strongly. You think about the fact that he can play sweeper, he can play right centre-back, left centre-back, he can play right back. There will be chances for him. I don't think he's going to start. I don't think he's going to start next season, but I do think there is going to be a lot of rotation. I think there's going to be a lot of change. We're going to be back in Europe. There's going to be loads of chances for him to play. So Saliba will have plenty of opportunities. Um, uh, Virat Paksha says, uh, you're a bit obsessed with Bruno. <laughs> I just like him. Uh, if we don't sign him, I'm fine with it. I think there's a lot of other sentiment fielders like Svanberg out there that would make a lot of sense. So uh, there you go. Uh, let's go to uh, Rain uh, or Ray NY2. Maybe he's from New York. Uh, if we get uh, Vlau, or if we don't get Vlaovic, who do you think we will get instead? I don't think we'll sign a striker in January if it's not Vlaovic. I just don't think the options are there in January besides him. So I would look to an Isaac, a Jonathan David, a Calvert-Lewin, any one of those three. I do think um, that those ones are the ones to look at. Uh, Mini Boss says, thoughts on Genduzi outperforming Bruno in League One. Is he? Is he outperforming Bruno in League One? Shall we have a quick check? I'm going to look pretty silly if he is. I know he's having a brilliant season. Uh, we can have a quick check if he's outperforming Bruno. Gwen Doozy. Let's go into FB Ref player comparison. Gimarash this season, uh, 2021-2022. Compare players. Let's have a look. Uh, passing. Uh, passing completion. Uh, Gimarash, 87.7%. Genduzi, 88.4%. He's beaten him by 0.7. Uh, pass progression distance, uh, 4,700. In fact, we need to toggle this per 90. Uh, Bruno Gimaraes has a better progression passing statistic. Uh, pass completion in the fine, in the medium term, which is a pass... Come on, show me the definition. It's not showing me. Passes between 15 and 30 yards. Genduzi, 91%. Gimaraes, 90.5%. A 0.5 difference in favour of Genduzi. Uh, defensive actions, tackles, uh, number of tackles. Gimaraes, 48. 
Genduzi, 23 per game. Uh, defensive third, Gimaraish, 17. Genduzi, 3. Middle third, 27 for Gimaraish. Genduzi, 15. Pressures. Uh, pressures, number of pressures. Uh, 343 for Gimaraish, 214 for Genduzi. It's pretty close, to be fair, between all of them. So, miscellaneous stats, performance. Um, is there a dribbling statistic? Because I know Genduzi's been fantastic on the ball this season. I'm trying to find a dribbling stat, but I can't see one. Sorry. But I think it looks pretty close, to be fair, in regards to defensive actions, pressures, and passing. It's pretty darn close between the two. So, there you go. Um, Kevin says, thoughts on Saliba Maitland-Niles could be a similar pattern of progression in their careers. Uh, I think that there will be a difference between them. I think Saliba's got a lot more chance of playing for Arsenal than Maitland-Niles ever did. Uh, Maggi says, Tom, would you really be fine if we don't sign Bruno? Yeah, I think think about Zobosla. I'm fine <laughs> about the fact that we didn't sign Zobosla. I'm fine. Loved him. Have him on the back of a Red Bull Salzburg shirt. I don't have Gimaraes on the back of a Leon shirt. I will be fine. I will get over it. We will sign someone else that I'm sure I will like just as much. John says, Tom, do you think Bruno would Bruno if Bruno is available during the Bruno window for a potential Bruno signing? Did I write that or did... <laughs> uh, Aura says, I have no doubts about Genduzi's ability. His attitude lets him down. Yeah, look, that's the thing about Genduzi. He was never going to work in our Arteta system because his attitude stunk. His attitude was absolutely wrong. And if you look at the team now, you look at the players that we've got, it is a United squad. It's a squad where if you don't buck your ideas up, you're gone. Like Ozil, Mustafi, Socrates. I don't think Socrates can be peddled in that group, to be honest. I think he was just out of form, out of quality. I just don't think he was part of it. But Ozil, Mustafi, Genduzi, um, Abamyang now, all gone. So, uh, or going in the case of Abamyang. So it just it wasn't part of it wasn't part of that whatsoever. Wilson says, Do you think this is a huge opportunity for Arsenal to capitalize on the top four? Look, Wilson, if we don't sign anyone in January. That is of a huge, huge criticism to the club if we sign no one. We absolutely have to take control of this situation. We absolutely have to take ownership of this situation. Um, Hurt Locker says, Tom, what do you feel is needed to consolidate top four? I think a striker and a centre midfielder. They're the two positions that we would need to give us kind of an unconditional offer, <laughs> as close to that as you like, to try and get us into the top four. Uh, why am I so obsessed with Zobos? Because he's great, Wilson. Because he's just great. He's a fantastic footballer. That's why. It's, it's not because I interviewed him at all. Steve says, Yusuf and Nezri of Sevilla are, uh, of Arsenal do you, are still being linked. Do you see him coming to the club? And Nezri is on my list. Uh, he's slipped down my list of late. He's still on the list. I like him a lot. But I do think that there are strikers better than him to get there. But I like him still a lot. Um, but yeah. Uh, Dave says, thank you again, Tom, for your podcast. I'm at home with COVID and this is the perfect medicine. Uh, I hope you get it soon. Uh, get soon. I hope you get well soon, mate. Um, you know, lots of fluids. Uh, stay hydrated. Eat as much as you can. Don't do anything. Rest up and recover. Um, I know that you probably don't need to be told that. But, you know, just stay as well as you can, mate, and uh, get well soon. Vishal says, would you take James Ward-Prowse at Arsenal? Thoughts on Tuchemeni? Uh, I'm not sure I would anymore, you know. I feel like Arsenal need to be aiming a bit higher than James Ward-Prowse. Tuchemeni, 
is one of those players I think you're aiming a bit higher for. So, yeah, absolutely. As Rob says, Tom, do you think it's wise for Arsenal to revisit Zoboslai and look for Noah Lang in the summer, especially if they manage top four? Without a doubt, I would absolutely be revisiting Zoboslai as the at the earliest opportunity. <laughs> at the earliest opportunity. Uh, Ade says, Hi, Tom, uh, if we got Gimaraish, who do you think would be the best to partner him with? Partey. Gimaraish can play as a single pivot. I'd move Partey slightly further ahead of him and unleash what he's capable of doing further up the field. You can pair him with Laconga if you want him to and give Laconga more of that license. Either of those two would be fine. He replaces Xhaka for me. He's the Xhaka replacement. Um, Dirk says, would you take Calvin Phillips over Bruno? Not over Bruno, um, but I would take him, but I prefer Bruno over Calvin Phillips. Trevor says, Tom, this is not a football question, but do you know what happened to a Brian, Brian McDermott um, since he lost contact? Uh, I don't know. He's a friend I've lost contact with, Trevor. No, I, I honestly don't. Um, I don't know what happened. what's happened with Brian McDermott. I know, obviously, after the club made their redundancies, he was one of the unfortunate victims of that. But I've heard nothing since then. I um, hope he's okay. But no, I've heard nothing, I'm afraid, mate, about Brian McDermott. What server? Keep trying to get in contact, Trevor, as best you can. Uh, Neil says, John McGinn is a long-term uh, contract or is he an option? I don't think he's an option because he has a long-term contract uh, with them. So with Aston Villa, he signed one, what, last year? So I don't think he's an option for Arsenal. Uh, Abdul says, Tom, if we get Vlaovic, does your opinion on KSE change? Um, I think where I've sat on KSE is that I never thought they were going to leave. I never thought they were going to go. Um, and so I really just haven't thought about KSE at all. I feel like Josh has got good intentions, but it's always got to be trying to, if we act on things. And to be honest, it's not about who we sign. It's about where we end up. It's about where we finish. It's about what we can do. If we can get back to the top four, if we can start challenging again, then there's a reason to be fine and not protest the owners. But I'm sorry, they made an awful, awful decision at the start of 2021 with the Super League. So, And that was a really near unforgivable error on their part. So it's it's not about signings. It's about decisions. It's about where the club's going. It's about what we're doing. So, And I want to see better communication. I want to see more diversity on the fan um, advisory boards. I want to see better decisions made across the club. Um, it's not about whether or not they sign at one player. It's about consistency of decisions. It's about the placement of the club in, in the context of all of our rivals and getting back to where we want to be. So that's that's what it is. Um, we're going to wrap things up there. Sorry, I can't go for all your questions, guys. There's so many, as always. There's over 700 of you watching. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel too. I'll be back this afternoon with an uh, exclusive show with Ben Jacobs talking all about Vlaovic and talking about what's going on with the deal, whether or not he actually would be open to a move to the club with the man that's been breaking plenty of the stories regarding the Serbian striker. So that'll be about 5.30pm UK time live. So you'll be able to ask Ben some questions. Uh, and I'm looking forward to bringing you that. Um, so do tune in, turn those notifications on. And uh, I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. 
You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.